0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus and his disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. I know that you probably won't believe this based on my calm exterior, but in my heart lies the, the energy of the firstborn, overachieving, mildly type A person. Maybe not mildly. But a month ago, no, actually two months ago, Joseph posted the list of who would be preachers for the first quarter of the year. And this is my first time preaching in this illustrious gathering. And so I went right to my room and looked up the reading, got my Greek dictionary, started looking at Bible commentaries, and decided that I would give you the most awesome sermon you have ever heard. That might be a little bit over the top, but what it did was it put me in the context of this reading. And for the next six weeks or whatever, I've been looking at my life through the filter of two of the sentences from this reading. He came... He took her by the hand, he lifted her up, the fever left her, and she began to serve them. I just want to give you the benefit of the Greek dictionary first. <laughs> two, two words, the fever. In the Greek text, the word that they used for fever refers to being on fire with something. Being on fire. And then lifted her up. The Greek word means literally to lift someone up, but it also means to help someone up who has been crippled, to reach into a tomb and to pull someone back into life and to awaken. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. This is woven in and out of my life for the last six weeks. Even as early as this morning, or as late as this morning. We were saying our Psalms this morning, and right in the middle of Psalm 118, there was two lines that just jumped right out at me. I called to the Lord in my distress. The Lord answered by setting me free. There it was. Friday night, I was driving up to Kingston for a meeting and I was listening to All Things Considered on NPR and they were talking about Groundhog Day, not the holiday, but the movie. (laughs) And the reporter was telling everybody about how that's become such almost a spiritual classic. And in the midst of that, she mentioned it's also the 25th anniversary of the release of that movie. And somehow in the, in the middle of her talking about the movie, she said, you watch the Bill Murray character start to change. And he goes from being a pretty awful person to a good person in the midst of this movie. And she said, and I can relate to that. Because when I was writing this story the first time a few years ago, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And she said, and I beat it, but it changed my life. I live differently now. I'm more present to the moments of my life. I don't waste as much time, although I still waste time. And she said, and I am there for people in my life in a different way and in a better way than I have ever been because I had that experience. He came. He took her by the hand and lifted her up. The fever left her, and she began to serve them. Last weekend, novices and people in formation from about a dozen different religious communities got together, and we had a weekend all about addiction and all the various kinds of addiction that you can have. And what that does to the individuals who suffer, but also to the families who live with an addicted person. And what it does to the roles and the interactions and how it scars everybody. And also what it does to religious communities, because many of us come from families that were wounded by addiction Many of us have addictions that we're recovering from. I'm one of those people. And I can tell you that my own life story reflects those two sentences from our gospel reading. He came, he took me by the hand, he lifted me up. The fever left me and I began to serve. I grew up in an alcoholic home. I always said I would never be like the alcoholic. I found myself an alcoholic at one point. And if you know anything about 12-step recovery, which could be used for almost anything, it's all about coming to faith. It's all about being awakened. It's all about having God reach into that tomb that many of us who find ourselves in that place live in and being lifted up and through a lot of work and a lot of honesty and a whole lot of courage, the fever leaves us. And one of the things about addiction is it's all about self-centered fear. Always. It's about the wounds that we're trying to, to soothe using gambling or cigarettes, or alcohol, or drugs, or whatever. And it's about doing the hard work of cleaning up the mess that we've made in our lives with God's help, and with the help of the other people around us. And one of the brilliant things, back in 1938, a man named Bill Wilson founded all of this, and he wrote a book called Alcoholics Anonymous. We just call it the big book. And it lays out steps for getting better. And the very last step after you do all this work, it says, and having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. He came, he took me by the hand, He lifted me up, the fever left me, and I began to serve. See, service in Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever 12-step program isn't, well, it's brilliant because it's not just what you do after you get all better. It's also part of getting better. Because addiction makes us so inwardly focused and so isolated that when you show up at a meeting, sometimes they'll say to you, your job is to stand at the door and welcome everybody when they come in. Oddly enough, what that does is it connects you to everybody in that room in a way. Or you make coffee. Or in the old days, you would clean (laughs) ashtrays. Or you go to prisons and hospitals and you bring a meeting to those people and you serve. Because service isn't just what you do when you're all better, it's how you get better. And so I was thinking about all of us in this room. Either you've had a fever at some point in your life, or you're going to have one, or maybe. Maybe you're in the middle of having one right now. Do you believe that he will come and take you by the hand and lift you up? Can you open your heart to that possibility in those moments? Has the fever left you? The funny thing is, we don't just get one fever. Our whole life is a series of fevers that we have to deal with in one way or another, whether it's a health crisis or an addiction or a broken heart or the loss of a job or something unexpected that we just didn't want. We all get a bunch of fevers. Richard Rohr says, we must serve others. It's not an option. It's something. It's not something we might eventually be called to do after 35 religious retreats and 50 years of church services. It's not something we do when we get our act together. No, we do not truly comprehend any spiritual thing until we ourselves give it away. He came. He took me by the hand. He lifted me up, the fever left me, and we began to serve. May God give us the courage to live into that truth.